Hello, everybody. Welcome to Devil's Tailgate, presented by Devil's Insiders, a New Jersey Devil's Game Day podcast alongside Dave Turner. I am Jeff O'Connor. Well, we've come to the end of the road of the home slate for the New Jersey Devils. It's game 81. Overall, it is game 41 of the Devils' home schedule, the last one tonight, Fan Appreciation Night. The Devils are taking on the Islanders. Uh, note the time if you're heading to the Rock, if you're listening to this and you're about to head to the Rock, uh, at some point, 6 p.m. start time. Not 7, 6 p.m. And, of course, it'll be uh, the last time we'll see Patrick Elias, Patrick Elias uh, competitively competing on a knife surface in some context. He will be skating in the pregame warm-up. So uh, if you're going to the game tonight and you want to see that, and if you've never gone in for pregame warm-ups, I can tell you you, you want to get in as early as possible to 6 p.m. start time. Uh, just from prior knowledge uh, of going to, you know, I'm a, I'm a big warm-up junkie, if you will, if that's a thing. If it's not a thing, I just made it a thing. Uh, I always like to get in for warm-ups. Devils will probably hit the ice around 528, something like that, 530 latest. So I would suggest getting in there uh, as early as possible. I'd say if, if you can, get get in there to be comfortable. Get in quarter after five. This way you won't miss anything because uh, it comes and goes quickly. It's what they warm up for about... Uh, they put up, I believe, 18 minutes on the, the clock, and they warm up, and some of the guys even end up jetting before the 18 minutes are over. So it's a, uh, you know, most of the guys spend about 15 uh, minutes warming up out there. So uh, I would suggest getting in around 5.15 or so, if not earlier, of course, but uh, the Devils probably will hit the ice uh, from prior knowledge and from going to so many uh, Devils games. They normally hit the ice about 28 before the top of the hour. Um, or excuse me, 32 before the top of the hour, so tw- 28 after the hour, I should say. That would make the most sense. 528. Make sure you're in there by 528. That would be my best advice. But uh, it's Patrick Eliash's last lap, uh, and then, of course, he'll be available to the media. Again, I mean, he's done so much media stuff. Gosh, bless him, and uh, we thank him for giving us uh, the time he did the other day. You know, he was he was there in the morning making his rounds. He was there for the team photo, and he had... Uh, he even had, I believe, another errand or two to do after uh, he met with us, but he gave us, you know, 20-plus minutes, so that was very, uh, very kind of him. So Eliash will uh, go out there and skate. Uh, I'm guessing he'll uh, kind of tidy things up in the locker room, and then uh, right after puck drop. So uh, while normally you you, you, know, you hear you see the media tweeting uh, about the Devils during the game, uh, uh, while the game's going on, 6-10, he'll actually be speaking to the media outside uh, the, Devils, the, uh, the Devils' old locker room. He'll be out there, so... Um, you'll you'll get some more quotes from Patrick, uh, perhaps more video that pops up along the way, as well. But Dave, uh, it was a pretty cool thing because uh, you know we're not going to get another game from him, but you're gonna, at least going to get to see him skate. It was pretty cool. You know, the, the Devils they had that open practice yesterday. I don't know if you got a chance to watch some of the video, but it was cool. They they did a really nice job with that. The Devils, because um, again, you you they're trying to give you as much Patrick Elias content as you can. And I, I highly suggest if anyone missed it or anything like that. Uh, you can see it most anywhere. The Devils, there's a, uh, I believe, there's some clips, uh, there's some gifs, and there's some videos of Twitter uh, of him on Twitter, you know, taking some shots, him smiling, yucking it up, skating around. And the Devils, I believe, I don't know how long they did it for, but if you go to the New Jersey Devils Facebook page, uh, they, str- I believe, they live stream most of the open practice. So if you really want to get your Patrick Eliash fix, you can absolutely do that. You can go to the face- Devils Facebook page. Uh, and I believe you can watch most of the open practice for yesterday. So even if you didn't get the chance to go, and it seemed like there's a pretty good crowd on hand, uh, you can go to the Devils Facebook page and you can watch 
if not all, most of that practice, I believe for the most part, they just kind of kept the camera right on Patrick Elias, I believe for the most part. So you're really going to get a full feel for him. And, uh, there was the video out there. Uh, he he thanked the fans afterwards. The the Devils saluted him, uh, you know, tapping their sticks to the ice, and he got a chance to, to you know he made a speech and you know talked to the fans, talked about his teammates, all that. So uh, he'll be on the ice surface tonight. Uh, again, if I repeat myself here, uh, around 5:28 or so, he'll hit the ice. And uh, I'm interested to see. Uh, actually, I, I guess he'll he'll skate without the lid. Perhaps he'll let the locks flow. Perhaps one last. Uh, one last time during pregame warm-up. So, uh, Dave, it's been a long ride. Uh, it's been, you know, we've, we've been hoping since since May that he would play hockey, even during the summer, during training camp when he wasn't there. There was still hope that he would come and play, or maybe he would play one last game. So this is the, this is the next best option. You're still going to get to see him uh, wear the New Jersey Devil uniform one more time with the stockings, with the shell, with the skates. The gloves, the whole bit, his stick, all that, and he'll you know get to shoot some pucks and all that. Uh, and I'm interested to see how the the team ushers it on the ice. If he takes a, a quick lap or two by himself before the Devils uh, get out there with him, uh, if everybody kind of leaves the ice surface a little bit early and he kind of waves to the crowd. I'm interested to see how it goes down because we're not used to something like this. You know, uh, you know, Ken Danico won the Stanley Cup and that was it. You know, Scott Stevens got hurt and that was it. Scott Niedermeyer left for the Ducks, and we never saw him in a Devil's uniform again. And Marty Brodeur, we had that, uh, I guess that was the closest thing we've had to what Patrick Elias was doing. He had that final game against Boston, what, three years ago, and uh, his contract was up, and we thought, all right, this might be it. This one, we saw him, we saw him play his last game, but we didn't know it till about a year later. Or so. so I'm interested to see what it's like. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping the Devils, uh, uh, the game's on MSG tonight. I'm interested to see if the Devils... Uh, or st- we'll actually show it live. We'll show them taking the ice live. I'm hoping they do that uh, for the people who can go. So uh, I'm intrigued to see all of it, Dave, because uh, we've never had anything like this before, but it should be pretty interesting. Uh, one last ovation for Patrick Elias until we get to his uh, jersey retirement come uh, sometime next season. Jeff, it's funny. When we first heard about the last lap, I was kind of torn about it. I thought, ah, I don't know. Is it a little cheesy? You know, They're going to retire his number. But But then I thought about how the endings for all the other great players happen. And and again, I'm not I'm not hating on it. You know, there's just different circumstances for everyone and and it, it's hard to get this this send off. And and you know what? Even Patrick I'm sure would have liked to have played his last game here, you know, if he was able to. But the more I realize it, the more I think especially with him being kind of the last kind of connection to the old guard and to the cup winners. I think it's important to have this, to, to be able to give him a send-off that really you know, reflects what he meant to all of us and what he meant to the team and, and what he kind of stands for in terms of the history, that you know he's the last one. Savor it while you can. Talk about it while you can. Because, you know, once they're gone, it's it's kind of a, a different, you know, it's, it's very, very different moving forward with this team. New ownership, new GM, new players. It's, it's a different feel altogether. So this one's important, I think, just to be able to honor him. But not just him. I think it also ties in the cups that he won, the two cups, and then also even just kind of bridging between what was and what will be and 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 look it's been a tough season and I think you need something to kind of feel good about and at least this kind of reminds you that yeah you know what there were some really good days and some really good players for this team uh that that certainly came through here so I love it I'm interested to see how it all plays out uh even even the idea of, of the practice I thought an excellent job by them 
uh, just to be able to give him that opportunity and the fans another opportunity. I thought it was really, really entertaining. Although, I, uh, Jeff, I'm going to say the, the perhaps my favorite moment might have been seeing Corey Schneider take some clappers in full goalie gear. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's good to see the guys cut loose a little bit here because we're at the end of the season. I think everybody just wants to, you know, see them go out and uh, have a good time. I mean, that's what we're looking for at this point. It's not about wins. It's about going out there, seeing if these guys can let loose win some hockey games and, you know, kind of move into the season. So that was, that was kind of neat to see. So I would recommend if, if, uh, if everyone, uh, if you would, uh, if you want to listen to the interview we did with Patrick Elias, uh, it still reigns true. It's, uh, it'll, you know, like his career, it'll, it'll last forever. The, the time we spent with him, uh, if you go to, uh, and I'm sure you, you might already be on, uh, if you're listening to this now, you might already be on a, a way to listen to that, but, uh, you can check it out on the podcast version on, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud.com slash Devil's Tailgate. You can check that out all there. I'd highly recommend going back and listening to it. It gave us a lot of time. Uh, it gave us a lot of great uh, great content along the way as well. It gave us some nice stories, and it was fun to get a chance to talk with him. So if you can, highly recommend it. And uh, Prudential Center just tweeted out before uh, the doors open today at 4.30. So uh, it's a Saturday. If you've got the time, get in there as early as possible. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm hoping the Devils have done... Uh, they've marked this enough where it's going to be a, a good crowd inside. So, uh, again, he, Devils should be hitting the ice around 528 or so. Doors open at 430. So I highly recommend going to check that out. Well, there is a game to play, so let's talk about it. And it's the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders to close down Prudential Center here in 2016-17. The Devils 28-38-14. and 14. The Islanders are 39-29-12. and 12. Again, 6 p.m. start time at the Prudential Center. It's on MSG, and the only way to catch it audio-wise is on the One Jersey Network. So fourth and final game between the Devils and the Islanders. The season, the Devils are 1-2 and two this year, but they did win the only game that was played at Prudential Center this year. They won 3-2 back on February 18th, and um, of course, you know, we, we've talked about some moments where uh, it feels like things have gone downhill or there's been turning points in the season. You know, we, we mentioned way back... Uh, earlier in the season, the loss at Anaheim, and the Devils went on that big downswing uh, before they got through the calendar year 2016. And of course, the Devils went on a, I believe the you know the 10 game losing streak right after this win against the Islanders. They lost the next night to New York at the Barclays Center, six to four, and then of course uh, on March 31st, you know about a week ago, they lost two one there. Very strange. They haven't beaten the Islanders at the Barclays Center yet. They're 0-5-1 there. It's the final home game of 2016-17. The Devils, all-time, have a have an excellent record in home closers. They are 21-9-3 in home closing games. So they have a pretty good record, uh, no matter what type of season they're having, of, of closing out the, the season at home. 21-9-3 in the last home game of the year. Uh, last home game, or excuse me, last game, I should say, in general against a Metropolitan team. The Devils uh, will finish with uh, one more number on top of this. Devils went thus far 11-15-3 against the Metro division this year. Against the New York Islanders all-time, they are 84-92-26. They are 49-38-12 at home. Some of the career goaltending numbers against the opponent and the uh, the Devils, I don't believe, as we record this, have announced a goaltender just yet, so we'll give you both guys' numbers. Uh, Keith Kincaid in his career against the Islanders is 0-2-2, a 301 goals against, a 904 save percentage. Corey Schneider is 3-5-1, a 188 goals against average, and a 936 save percentage. 
And the Islanders have confirmed it's going to be Yaroslav Halak against the Devils. 10-4-2. Three shutouts against the Devils all time. A 186 goals against average and a 933 save percentage. Give you an idea of what the Islanders' uh, most recent numbers are. They are 11th in the league in scoring at 2.89 goals per game. 2.93 goals allowed per game. That's 25th in the league, 14.8% on the power play. That's tied for 27th, believe it or not. And their PK sits at 12th at 81.4%. So that penalty kill right in the middle, 10 there. Give you an idea of what they've done lately over the last two weeks or so uh, in the NHL is they're, they're still trying to stay alive here for a playoff spot. They lost to Boston at home 2-1. They fell at Nashville 3-1 and then got dropped by Philadelphia 6-3. That's the one that really put them in a tight spot. Uh, you know, a game they needed to win against Philly, a team they were ahead against in the standings. Uh, of course, they beat the Devils 2-1 at home the night after that. And since then, they've actually won their last three games, so they are trying to stay alive. 4-2 on the road against Buffalo. They won a few road games in a row, actually. 4-2 against Buffalo, 2-1 against Nashville, and 3-0 against Carolina. And they will get Ottawa tomorrow at home. So they are trying to stay alive for tomorrow. And uh, I, uh, I don't believe they hold their own destiny at all. So they could get eliminated tonight. Um, even if they win uh, tonight, even if they win uh, against Ottawa on Sunday, it still might not be enough for the Islanders to get in. So, Dave, uh, you kind of look at this here. This is a very interesting game because, again, you're, you're seeing a team that's it's going to be even different than the Penguins game the other night. You know, we talked about that Penguins game and we said, all right, the Penguins, you know, still fighting for home ice. They're going to come out and they're going to bring it, and, and they are. Uh, but, but to an extent, you know, they had already clinched the playoff spot. They knew they were going to be in the playoffs. Uh, so, and not to say that they still didn't come out hard, but it's kind of a different vibe, a different feel, a little bit. This one for the Islanders. Uh, this is their this is their livelihood this season. They've and they've had a he- they've had a heck of a season. You know, you you could argue in the first two months of the season they were absolutely one of the worst teams in hockey, just absolutely dreadful. Then they started to pick it up. They started to go on a crazy run, uh, and it looked like they were in very good shape. Uh, at one point, you know, I believe a few weeks ago, we said, you know, of all the teams with the games remaining and you know, who's left on their schedule and where they were in the standings, we said, all right, they probably got the best shot. And then they went into that that little mini funk, and it really, you know, they they dropped every game. They fell back in the standings. They've they've climbed their way back up here a little bit. They're they're still somewhat in the mix now. But Dave, uh, you know this is this is their game tonight. So I mean, this is a team that's going to come out like a a bunch of whatever it is, hungry wolves, angry wolves, whatever the phrase is. Uh, they need this game, and of course, the uh, I believe the uh, the Maple Leafs, who the team they're chasing, uh, they get started a little bit later. So it's not like they can, uh, not like they would anyway. But it's not like the you know the Leafs have already played an afternoon game and they've lost the honors. Say okay, we're we're good now. We're everything's fine. No. Uh, they have no idea what will be going on until the, the Leafs drop the puck a little bit later on. So you can expect a team uh, that's going to come out hard in this one. Probably it's going to come out hungrier and harder than any game the Devils really have had recently. I guess perhaps um, I guess perhaps that game against the Islanders at the Barclays Center. But even in that one, uh, after they lost three straight, the Devils played right with them. Uh, it was a uh, pretty close hockey game. You know, The Devils fell 2-1 in that one. So I'm intrigued to see what... 
uh, how the Islanders come out, Dave, uh, because they're still in it. You know, even a team like uh, you know, if you're if you're following along in the NHL, Tampa Bay won last night, and they're still mathematically alive. So uh, I don't know if we're going to get to Sunday with a lot of teams alive for that last spot in the East. But uh, as of right now, and as as of this game when the Devils uh, square off against New York Islanders, uh, the Islanders are a team that. Uh, again, they, they kind of fell into a hole here a little bit, but they've dug out of it. They have three straight road wins coming into this one. They're going to try and make it four before they close out with Ottawa to, uh, tomorrow on Sunday. This is a this is a pretty big one for the Islanders. This is this is the one for the Islanders. So I'm intrigued to see if the Devils can come out and and, and match them here uh, in the early going off of the puck drop and of course uh, Patrick Elias last night. So uh, I'm hoping there there's enough juice there on the Devils side to compete with the Islanders and maybe a. Uh, uh, eliminate them from the playoffs. That would be at least uh, you know something you could take home into the offseason uh, from what's been a pretty tough season to watch. Just to give you some perspective on where they all stand, just because why not? At least it makes it interesting for tonight in terms of the Devils playing spoiler. Toronto uh, has two games left. They have 93 points and 38 regulation overtime wins. Tampa Bay, they're one point behind them, but they have 37 row and they only have one game remaining. Islanders, on the other hand, have 37 row and 90 points. So, basically, to make it easy, Toronto can gain a point. One. One single point in their next two games. If they get two or more, it's over. Uh, as for the Islanders, uh, if they do go out and win win their two games, even if Toronto does get a loser point, uh, if they win in regulation in, or overtime in both of those, they will pass them in row so they could get in that way. So, uh, in, in some ways, the Islanders have a, a slightly easier path because they can just pass them on row and then I guess it goes to head to head I think afterwards I'm not actually totally sure what what the tiebreaker would be with same points and uh and same regulation wins I think it's head to head but uh it's going to be interesting and the schedule makers actually kind of played into this one a little bit because if this game if these games are starting at the same time uh, it, it kind of like what, what soccer does when they try to give no one an advantage and they play, which I think the NHL should actually do. I think uh, at least for the last game, or maybe even the second to last game, all the games should start at the exact same time so that you're not giving it, uh, you know, making it easier or harder for a team. Whereas the Islanders, if, if, if they go up a couple goals on the Devils early, they're going to have a, a lead before Toronto hits the ice. And then all of a sudden the pressure's on Toronto saying, oh, wow, we, we better win. Um, you know, so looking at it from the Devils, perspective, Islanders have been a thorn in their side for a while, even even when the Devils were a decent team and the Islanders were okay, uh, Islanders were always kind of difficult. I, I know at Barclays it hasn't been uh, very easy, but this one's at home. I think you'd, you'd love to see the Devils come to play tonight, just because you can eliminate the Islanders, especially if, if Toronto's getting beat by Pittsburgh, which could happen, even though Pittsburgh has nothing to play for. Uh, it's Pittsburgh. So they could certainly beat Toronto there. And then Toronto finishes with Columbus, who also has nothing to play for, but it's also Columbus. So it's not an easy road for them. You you, you want to see the Devils come out and play hard tonight. Even if even if it's not a win, I, I think you want to see them match the intensity of the Islanders, where this is a Game 7 for the Islanders. Straight up, no other way to look at it. They have scratched and clawed their way back into this. This is their Game 7. They lose this game. It doesn't matter what Toronto does; they're done. Their season ends today if the Devils uh, even even hold them to a point. So, actually, maybe not. Maybe they could get in with uh, with a point, perhaps. But you get the idea here. I don't know. I, I think this is an opportunity now, and we haven't really seen them do it, where they can kind of rise up 
just for the sake of playing well today, where clearly it means next to nothing for the Devils other than actually losing some, some ground in the standings. But you're playing a team here who you'd love to see them not make the playoffs. And, and of course, it end up being could be Lou Lamorello and the Toronto Maple Leafs that make the playoffs instead. Go figure. I, I don't even think Toronto fans thought they were going to be where they are, but that that's where they're standing. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see the the compete level from the puck, from puck drop today be strong especially with everything going on with Eliash you don't want to see the the life sucked out of the building the minute the puck is dropped you know if if they get a quick goal cuz then it's like everything that you've gained with the uh, with the stuff with Patrick and feeling good just gets kind of ripped right out from underneath you so i would hope that seeing the crowd there early and amped up uh, from from all the stuff with Patrick Eliash allows them to play a, a tough game today. I think this one would be, would be a nice win to get to finish out the season at home by eliminating a rival, which they certainly are, uh, and just to kind of you know have someone be a hero here and to finish out that you know the game in the Joe is going to be difficult because the Devils get the last game ever at the Joe. But I don't know. I, I just I just think that this could be a game that they would really want. Just to, just to feel good for a little bit here, and and to knock them out of the playoffs would probably be a, a better feeling than they've had in general in a long time. Okay, so we finally looked it up. the uh, The Islanders have the tiebreaker on Toronto, so they just need to finish with the same amount of regulation overtime wins and points, and that'll be enough. So, uh, in theory, if the Maple Leafs lose both these games in regulation, the Islanders would only need to go. Uh, 1-0-1, and as long as that victory is in regulation or overtime, that would be enough to get the Islanders in. So they they don't have a ton of wiggle room here, but uh, if the if Toronto does not win uh, in regulation uh, today, or, or should we win at all, I should say, uh, if the Toronto loses in any type of fashion and the Islanders win, the Islanders would still be alive uh, going into Sunday. So they they don't have a ton of wiggle room, but they, there's a little bit there for the New York Islanders. Yeah, and going off what you said, Dave, as far as, you know, finishing the season, uh, if everyone remembers, I'm going to throw back a personal story here, and, you know, we, everyone kind of knows we, we've ditched the keys to the game at this point because, um, you know, we're not talking about, you know, going after an individual victory. We're kind of hoping that some of the individual players play well uh, as opposed to, you know, a team victory. It doesn't really mean as much uh, in that regard. Uh, if everyone remembers, I believe I'm going to look up the game as we go along here. It was just about 10 years ago, if everyone can remember. It was one of the, it was the last regular season game at the Rock. And you know what? I did look it up here, and I want to see if this is right so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, if everyone can remember, I'm going to throw it back here. I'm going to paint a little picture for everyone else. Does everyone remember 10 years ago? Do you remember where you were uh, if you weren't uh, in East Rutherford? April 8, 2007, it was a Sunday afternoon a 3.30 p.m. start time, and the New Jersey Devils took on the New York Islanders. If people remember, the Devils had already, of course, already locked up a playoff spot and home ice in the first round and all that, but they still played hard. The Islanders made a bunch of trades that year. You know, they traded for Ryan Smith, uh, and they were trying to make the playoffs for the first time in a little bit. Uh, I think it was for a, a few years. They had gone without the playoffs for a few years. And, of course, the Devils played a game against the Islanders, and there was a ton, ton, ton of Islanders fans in that building. You know, Richard Park scored in the first period. He scored again in the third period. And then John Madden scored with under five minutes to go. And then John Madden scored a second goal. If everyone remembers, there was literally 
tenths of a second on the clock. That sent the game to overtime, and the and the Islanders had to win. They couldn't lose in a shootout. They couldn't lose in overtime, any of that. They absolutely had to win. And then, of course, the Devils lost uh, in a shootout. Um, and it was a crazy shootout because Miro Satan scored for the Islanders. Then Zach Parisi answered. Then, of course, old friend Victor Kozlov uh, scored. Brian Gianta got stopped. Ryan Smith got stopped. And then Sergey Breland got stopped by, uh, who can forget, Wade Dublowitz. Uh, and that was the final home game of the season. Uh, there was so many Islanders fans in that building. It was unbelievable. And I'm interested to see how many Islanders fans are in the building today uh, for this one. But, man, I, I was looking up and it came to mind. I'm like, man, I wonder if that's going to that's gonna be close. It was 10 years ago today the New York Islanders clinched a playoff berth at the New Jersey Devils' expense on the final game of the season, on the freaking final regular season game uh, at the IZOD Center. Um I guess I think it was still called Continental at the time, if I remember correctly. Um, so it's not the same. The Islanders can't clinch a playoff berth today. But, Dave, I would love to see the Devils return the favor uh, for those who go back that far. Exactly 10 years to the date uh, the Devils could eliminate uh, the Islanders. And who knows, maybe we'll have a little bit of uh, karma, whatever you like to call it. Maybe the Devils will do it uh, in, in a shootout here or, or something like that. But, uh I was at that game. It made me angry how loud that building was for the Islanders. And the Devils didn't have anything to play for at that point. You know, they'd already clinched home ice and all that for the playoffs. So it wasn't that big a deal. But uh, it was annoying to hear that many Islanders fans. I don't know how many Islanders fans will be in there today. But uh, not that I'm holding a 10-year grudge or anything like that. But it would be cool to see the Devils re- return the favor and put the Islanders away. It sure would be a nice cap to the season, Jeff, if they can kind of finish out here and, and eliminate the Islanders. Interesting that you bring that one up there. Yeah, it's, you know, grudges maybe the fans will remember more than the fact that there weren't, you know, the players aren't the same. But I, I think just in terms of how challenging this season has been, that you're looking for something to finish out on. And and I, and I know I said it before, Pittsburgh, and I really did think they'd play well. I didn't think they'd, they'd hemorrhage goals as they did, though I guess Pittsburgh can do that to you. But... I still think that there is something to be said about finishing these games strong. That if you go out, say you go out and win tonight, and then you shock the world in Detroit. I know in terms of draft status, that's not great, but you, you just you want to feel good about something. And, and I think going into next year, you need every bit of positive mojo you can because there's going to be a lot of moves in the off season and, and, and new players, young players coming in. But but it matters to finish strong, and and, and I think that. Just to be able to stick it to the Islanders and say, hey, we won their playoff game tonight. In, in, in reality, it doesn't mean much, but I think it does in terms of just feeling good here. So, yeah, I'm all with it. Go out and play hard tonight and, you know, play loose. Something the Islanders can't do, especially because I'm sure they're going to be looking at the out-of-town scoreboard. As soon as the second period of the Devil Islander game starts and Toronto's puck drop begins, uh, you have to expect that, in the room in between the second and the third, they will be looking and seeing that score. So they will be playing tight. Uh, who knows? If Toronto gets out to an early lead, maybe that allows uh, the Devils to kind of capture some momentum there uh, in, in the second or the third. Should be a fun one tonight, especially with everything else going on with, with Patrick. So, you know, just finish strong. You know, give 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 the last bit of, uh, you know, uh, time in Prudential Center for this season. Uh, you know, end, end it with, with some good vibes. I think that would go a long way. All right, Devils, Islanders tonight, 6 p.m., Prudential Center, MSG, the One Jersey Network. It's Patrick Eliash's last lap uh, during pregame warm-ups. The Devils have said Prudential Center will open up at 4.30, so you can get in as early as an hour and a half before the game. 
an hour before pregame warmups, and again about 5:28 or so, Patrick Elias will hit the ice for the New Jersey Devils. So if you're going to the game, make sure uh, you check that out. So for Dave Turner, I'm Jeff O'Connor. This has been another episode of Devils Tailgate. Let's go Devils. Hopefully they can do it for Patrick tonight, and we will talk to you tomorrow when the New Jersey Devils square off and wrap up the 2016-17 season in Detroit. Last go with the Joe, the final game at Joe Louis Arena. The Devils will take part in it tomorrow, and we will talk to you about it then. Have a good one.